This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk Preview podcast. And uh, with me talking all things Portsmouth on a very important uh, game for the Rams. Um, I have Andrew Moon from uh, BBC Radio Solent, who's the Portsmouth commentator. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, thank you. Although uh, heading, you know, not literally got my flip flops on, just metaphorically at the moment. <laughs> it's that time of the season, isn't it? It's like when uh, when your team that you're covering uh, not quite uh, have, have made uh, probably what their objective was for the season, uh, being the playoffs. But uh, it's that point in the season where you guys who are covering the team uh, can kind of see the, the light at the end of the tunnel after the a hard graft of a season. <laughs> Yes, yeah, one, one, one more trip. Although Derby's not too bad for us, so yeah, and uh, yeah, sadly, no, uh, no extended season, no playoffs for Portsmouth to look forward to, as as with last year. In fact, this will be the third year in a row, which for a club like Pompey in League One is is fairly disappointing. Yeah, I mean, what do you really? If we, I mean, looking at just the table, eighth in the table, I said I'm a couple uh, this year, seventeen wins, seventeen draws, and uh, and ten defeats. I mean. Just looking at the draw count, it's quite a lot, uh, and it's quite a large number of points dropped. Then, uh, I mean, is that really where it's fallen short this season, or is there other points that you can kind of pick up on? No, I think that's probably where it is. They have drawn too many games. The, the, the harsh reality is, though, is it's not like there's loads of draws that you look at and think, "Wow, Pompey were were absolutely battering them, and they got unlucky at the end with an equaliser." Quite a lot of those drawn games, a, a draw has probably been a fair result and draw mm. the curse over Easter really went into that 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 Easter period very much still in it could only draw at MK Dons being down to 10 men after 60 minutes and then a draw at home to Morecambe on the Monday followed by two further draws it was four draws in a row and really even two wins and two draws and and we're still talking about a live game where Pompey could still potentially catch Derby and it, it just has yeah. been too many draws and it has been a fairly inconsistent season started off brilliantly then had a horrible run what one win in 14 I think it was nine points from 13 games at one point and you have a run like that and it's really going to be difficult to make the playoffs and since John Messino's come in points per game wise they've done fairly well but I think those of us watching the team regularly have never really felt confident that the team were going to make up the gap because when when you have got that gap coming into the last 10 games, you're going to need to win four, five, six games in a row to 
to bridge that gap. I remember back in 2020 before the before COVID hit, Pompey had a horrible start to the season. You know, came fairly strong after that. And as we got towards the, the shutdown, they won nine games in a row at one point. And that is when when you've had a terrible run, that is the kind of set of form you need to put together. And Pompey have never really looked like threatening to, to that level. Yeah, I mean, you, you said there with the manager change with Messino coming in. Um, I mean, as I say, fans probably looked at it and went, "Can we? Can we kick on? Can we? Can we challenge those that top six? And as I say, just falling slightly short this season. I mean, what's been the fans' uh, reaction to this season overall? It, would this be termed as a as a as a failure, as a set a success, really, in kind of a, a new interim for him? The, the fans are. Frustrated, you know, at Oxford the other week they were chanting seventh year in in League One. Last Saturday against Accrington, <laughs> even though Portsmouth won one nil, it was a really really dull encounter, and there was quite a lot of moaning and and, and groaning. And I think justifiably so. This is mm, the third year yeah. in a row not making the playoffs in League One, and you're talking next year will be the eleventh season of Portsmouth being outside the top two divisions of English football. So that there mm. are now, you know, you're talking about a generation and not just kids, you know, there are 18, 19 year olds who probably won't really remember Portsmouth not being in League One or, or, or League Two. And it's just a real cause of frustration. And particularly when Pompey first were in League One, they just missed out on the playoffs first year in a kind of consolidation season, could have gone up automatically the next year. And everybody thought, right, you know, the, the template is there. And, and that still is the sort of standout season in of Pompey being in League One. So there's a, a lot of frustration. There's obviously still a, a large, very large home fan base by League One standards, a large away fan base, very loyal. And uh, yeah, a lot of them have traipsed a lot of miles in the past few years and, and not perhaps had the success they would have hoped for. I mean, yeah, you, you, we were just um, say just looking at the the, the the table in full. I mean, looking at the last game, uh, the last time out uh, down at Fratton Park, I mean, it was a nil-nil draw. Matt, one of those, obviously, one of those being the 17 that you picked up this season. I mean, can we really see a different game this year as, as the style of play for for Portsmouth really changed since the uh, new managerial uh, appointments come in? Uh, I mean, what can what type of a Portsmouth team can Derby fans expect this weekend? Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because actually the start of the season, Pompey are playing pretty good football and they had that really good run. Yeah, they took 22 from the first 21, maybe from the first nine games, something like that. And they were playing what I'd call a bit of a hybrid style. Sometimes they'd try and play out from the back. Sometimes they'd go long. They'd kind of mix it up a bit and it worked quite well. But then when the, the bad run set in under Danny Cowley, Pompey did go a bit more direct and perhaps less playing out from the back. Then John Messino came in. He's always talked about wanting to play aggressive football. He wants to press and be aggressive and... I think we definitely saw that to start with, but I think in, there's been a few games recently, particularly Oxford away, Morecambe at home, to some degree Accrington at home, where we've seen a lot of deep possession, a lot of possession at the at, at the back, very little penetration, and, and perhaps a slight lack of ideas going forward. Ultimately, you mentioned the draw column, and that, that is important, but I think the column, when you look at the table that's really hurt Portsmouth, is, just feels like they just haven't scored enough goals this season. And the fact that you've got Colby Bishop, who has got 19 in the league, 23 overall, he's obviously had a brilliant season. But yeah. second top league scorer, Conor Ogilvy, left back with five. That's a good season for a left back. But <laughs> you look around the team and you know, Owen Dale, who's played most of the games, has only got one on the on the right wing. Yeah. Even the centre-halves haven't been 
chipping in and you, you don't blame them that sort of it just generally just feels there's there's not quite been enough goals so I don't, what, what's interesting in terms of what team derby fans are going to see saturday is i wouldn't have called it an experimental lineup against accrington but we saw harry Jewett white get his full efl debut he's a young player who's come through the academy and mm. we saw a bit of a change up at the back with deshaun bernard and riley towler both play they really what you would have thought was messino's first choice center halves being raggett and robertson were both on the bench so you've seen i wouldn't say experimentation but you've seen a few changes and I would expect maybe to see not necessarily the same, but you might see a slight change to the lineup compared to how it would have been if this was a live mm, yeah. game. There's also young Kobe Motta, who's a promising 16-year-old winger, who there are rumours about interest elsewhere in. I do still think we'll see him probably from the bench at some point this season, whether that'll be the last, maybe more likely to be the last day of the season. Mm. But So there has been a, a few changes. So it's hard to predict, predict exactly, but it is a team particularly going forward that's not massively high on confidence. I mean, yeah, you, you kind of alluded to there, as I say, you've got uh, a team that's kind of, at this point in the season, when you've got the number of games remaining, you have those teams who are now can't do anything going forward and, and are safe. Uh, so then it's a case of what, how do they attack and approach those two remaining games? Uh, I mean, when you look at, um, and in your opinion, covering Portsmouth this year, uh, would you see... Um, that proven into Derby's benefits um, going into the, this game on Saturday? Yeah, I think sometimes you get teams that are very relaxed and there's nothing and, and might play well. But look, realistically, do you want to be the team who's got to play for <laughs> or the team that's not? And you want to be the same. Yeah, Derby have got yeah. that extra. You know, Portsmouth are a professional team. The away end is sold out. That mm. They'll want to show those away supporters. But you would have to think Derby's extra incentive should give them the edge yeah. albeit you know, we've seen it at Fratton Park at times in big games if things start badly then sometimes the expectation plays against you but I yeah yeah Pompey would much rather be in Derby's position than, <laughs> than vice versa right now well we're just going back to a couple of um, players that you picked out I mean as I say you've got a standout uh, number nine in Colby Bishop who uh, I mean, looking at, uh, as you kind of alluded to it briefly, the, the the number of goals and the disparity between the rest of the team. I mean, 23 goals in the in in, in this season. And then Joe Piggott behind him in, with six goals. So, I mean, that's <laughs> nearly a 15-plus um, goal dif- uh, dif- difference between the two. I mean, what really do you put that down to? Is it just a case of he's just gets, he's had... Uh, majority of the chances it's just him being in form or is it really a lack of confidence and and um and a poor season for the rest of them picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a mcdelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com the talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with three for mental health awareness week this year beyond the pitch beyond the results we're here to connect fans getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans we're a team with two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. 
Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, so, so Bishop, it's funny, he's been stuck on 19 for about five five games now. <laughs> and it's hard to think of a chance he's missed. He's had games yeah. where his, he just hasn't had opportunities. He wants crosses in the box and... My co-commentator, Guy Whittings, obviously knows a thing or two about goal scoring. He keeps saying, <laughs> get the cross in the box when the striker wants it, not when the winger thinks it's it's, yeah. it's doable. And that has not happened enough recently. So to Bishop, what I'd say about Bishop is he had a bit of a lull in the middle of the season where his confidence went down. He's always been able to pick up goals. Mm. He's got a few penalties, but he's worthy of a 20-goal season with his performances. His hold-up play last week with very little support was absolutely brilliant so, so he's kind of mm, been yeah. key man but even he has gone through periods where he's hardly had any service at all Pickett was an interesting one because it was probably a transfer they did last summer when the things were getting a bit desperate because two and a half weeks before the season started there wasn't a single striker on the books and it became a possibility to bring him in when Marcus Harness was sold to Ipswich and Pompey obviously got a deal there yeah. with that loan that they were, they were happy with but he's always been in and out and there was it was a bit of a feeling. Danny Cowley felt Piggott and Bishop couldn't play together. John Messino mm. hasn't necessarily agreed with that, but has obviously had a, a reluctance to play with them. And then it's just just a case of elsewhere. The, the wingers just haven't contributed enough. But then who's been playing on the wing has been has been changing a lot. Marlon Pack has got a few mm. from midfield, but he's more your your deep line midfielder. So rather than blaming missed chances, I, I don't think Pompey have created enough opportunities overall this season. Yeah, I think a few people will probably look at Bishop in the summer if he's ready to make the jump to the championship. It's kind of quite difficult to judge because it is a fairly big, big jump. But yeah, Pompey couldn't afford to lose his goals. That's sure. <laughs> I mean, are you worried now um, when you look at the way uh, this season's obviously panned out with you just missing out on the playoffs that Colby Bishop could be a target for championship clubs um, next season and in the summer? I mean, is that Pompey's real worry going into... Um, the transfer window. Yeah, I, I I kind of look at it and think, I don't think he's shown that he's necessarily good enough or an age where mm. the top half championship clubs who are going to want to say, right, we need to get this signing in to get us to the yeah. Premier League. I don't think one of them, it only takes one who wants him. <laughs> what comes down to is that the bottom half of the division, is there somebody who thinks, well, he can be the man to drive us up the table? Blackpool obviously came in for him in the summer when Pompey ended up signing him. And I, I think Blackpool were going to offer an equivalent wage in the championship. But I think in the end, Pompey kind of just about got through that situation by really selling, look, you're going to come here. You're going to be the number nine. You're going to play every game. Whereas at Blackpool, it'd have been a bit of a bit part player. But all it takes is one lower half championship club to be interested or promoted side mm, to be interested yeah. they can probably double his wages and offer Portsmouth money they can't turn down so it is a worry I, I'm not totally certain that's that's going to happen yeah. um, but you have to just wait and see as I said the danger is you just need one you only need one who yeah. really wants yeah. him and then it's, it is ultimately difficult to, to, to hold on to him yeah I mean we, we, we've got that uh, worry with a few of our players I mean 
when you've got um, the likes of uh, Jason Knight who, and Max Bird, who are all um, internationals in their own right and playing in the third division, you worry if you don't go up this season that a couple of them could move on. I mean, that's the worry for most clubs who just miss out on that promotion from the third division, isn't it? Uh, across the board where you have those lower half championship teams or those who even get promoted, say Ipswich, need a, some reinforcements. <laughs> you know? yeah, and then and the rest when, of us are all looking at it going, oh no. <laughs> it's actually when Portsmouth were so close to promotion, when they got 88 points, didn't go up. That was when they yeah. lost Matt Clark and Jamal Lowe, who were without doubt the two best players in the team. And they got 6 million for the two of them. So they got mm. great money for them. So from that point of view, it was good. But in League One, even if you get big money for your players, you can't go out and sign players of that ability or better because they just wouldn't come to League One. So yeah. in, some, in some ways, you can look at it with the, the consolation <laughs> of not having a great season for Portsmouth means that there's not going to be loads of key pieces you would imagine are going to get are get stolen in the summer. No, no, exactly. I, I mean, when you look at, um, I mean, the, just from looking at the past uh, three games that you've had, uh, I mean, coming off a win against Accrington, who just picked up a good result. I mean, a very good result for Derby uh, midweek against Bolton. And uh, you managed to get one over though on them. Um, a 1-0 at home, was that really um, a success? Or was it a lack of chances? I mean, is it no, would, would you have I, taken I it going in, in the form that you needed? I, th- I think if you were battling for a place in the playoffs, if you were sixth mm. and you got a 1-0 over Accrington, you say, right, success, job done, move on. Yeah. When there's nothing directly to play for, I don't think it counts as a success <laughs> because I think right. fans wanted to be entertained a bit more and they weren't. It was a dull game. Yeah. Having watched Accrington on Saturday, I was really surprised when it be Bolton <laughs> because they were really, really poor. And Accrington right. have come and won at Fratton Park a couple of times in the past. I think Pompey only ever won there. A couple of times, we, we you know, we've seen Accrington enough times not to <laughs> underestimate Accrington, but yeah. this edition of Accrington were not a, a great a great yeah. version of them. So I was a bit surprised by that. No, I think people were frustrated because I think people were hoping to be entertained. Yeah, I mean, when we uh, look at ahead to a Saturday, I mean, uh, as I say, you've got a sold out uh, away end who will want to be entertained. They'll want a team that will compete with uh, Derby. It's probably going to expect near. 29,000 supporters there on Saturday at Pride Park. I mean, what would you guarantee a successful result for Portsmouth? Obviously, yeah, a win. But, I mean, is that really what uh, you, you see envisage, uh, I mean, going into Saturday? No, I think I, it, it's, I, I would envisage that the team who have a bit more on it are probably more likely to come mm. through. And ultimately, Portsmouth haven't played that well recently. You look at away at Oxford a couple of weeks ago or 10 days ago, drew one all got well well beaten in the in the chances yeah. stake and if Oxford could have put the ball in the back of the net, which they obviously learned how to do on Tuesday night, yeah, they'd have beaten <laughs> they'd have beaten Portsmouth. So I think you look into yeah. it and say you you put Derby as strong favourites. But as I said earlier, all, all it takes is something to go Portsmouth's way early on. Yeah. You know, Bishop to get a chance and put it away and then then the whole field the whole field changes. Yeah, Portsmouth have still got quality players in in their team. Joe Morell will be back from suspension and if they can get Joe yeah. Morrell, Marlon Pack and Tom Lowry together in midfield, I don't know whether we will or won't see them. And that is a very strong League One midfield. So that there is there is talent there, but just feel that the, the desire for Derby, unless it becomes a burden, should be enough for them mm, to, yeah. to go over the line. I mean, so when you look at... Uh... I mean, Portsmouth as a club, I mean, I remember back in the day when they were in the, the Premier Premier League Championship era, going for, for, for trophies. I mean, 
is the club um, appreciating the third division? But overall, just looking at it and reporting on it week in, week out, is it in a stable position? And and it really just needs a, a season of uh, of quality to get you up um, as, a, as a club in, in its entirety? Yeah, there's no question that certainly financially, given where Portsmouth were not that long ago, they were in a yeah. very stable position. You've got owners who have invested a lot of money on the off-the-field uh, stadium, training ground, uh, which is important. The club is completely debt-free. Uh, the budget is probably seventh or eighth in the division, which is okay, but it's, it's almost like <laughs> wanting a bit less stability and a bit more fun and a bit more yeah. a bit more excitement, which I think you can, you can understand. I, I think... When you're going into a seventh year in League One as Pompey are, I don't think supporters just can say this will be the year. I think the yeah. the, the pain and the hurt of the past few years will <laughs> will still be there unless they can prove otherwise. And look, the last two years, as I said, Pompey had a brilliant start this season. They won, they got ten points in the first four games the previous year. So Pompey fans yeah. are used to sit flying high in August, but they've not been flying high in May, and that is is the big yeah. problem. I mean, when you look at um, the the as I say, the, uh, the club as a whole, uh, it's hopeful that uh, it, it will be in the, the second and, and top division in the, in the forthcoming future. I mean, I'll, before I ask you the question uh, and ask you a, a result uh, and scoreline, um, I mean, just coming into the summer periods, what do you think Pompey need um, to, to really make a challenge next year in the summer period? What do you think they're lacking? They need goals. So they need... They need wide players who can score goals. Yeah. Um, they need to create more chances for Bishop. And I think if they do that, they give it a reasonably solid defensive footing. I think if you get mm. Matt Macy as a goalkeeper on loan, I think it's a very reasonable chance you'll get him permanently. Then you'd say that department looks okay. Defensively, there'll be a bit of change, but you suspect they'll they'll be okay. Midfield looks okay. Is is finding goals, which is always always a challenge. They want to go through and sign younger up-and-coming players so that's going to be the the aim but they, they need to get more goals in the side and if they do that and if they can get more chances for Bishop then there's no reason why Pompey can't be up there next season yeah. but Pompey fans have certainly seen false dawns that's that's the <laughs> uh, and as I just bring uh, the, the, the podcast to a close uh, I'll ask you that question as I say both of us are going uh, this weekend and I hope you have your, a safe travel up um, I mean if you were going to put a score line on it and if Pompey were going to get a, a a goal scorer. Who would you put that down to? I'd love to say it's going to be a win, but I think I'm going to go for. Uh, <laughs> I probably have to say I'd expect Derby to win two one. Um, okay, and I think Bishop Bishop will get the goal to get his twentieth. Right, I think you're the first guest we've had on all season who's actually gone with us. <laughs> I'm going to come come across very negative, but unfortunately, the past <laughs> couple of games with just what Derby have got uh, yeah. resting on it. You, you, yeah, I hope I'll be pleasantly surprised and I'll see a 3-1 Poppy <laughs> win, but that would be heart over overhead. Well, I hope uh, I hope your your head is uh, is right <laughs> for our sake. Uh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, I mean, if uh, we've got any Portsmouth fans, we, we implore any fans to to listen in. Uh, where can they find you and listen to you, mate? Yeah, we're on BBC Radio Solent, and if you tune in on iFollow, you you hear us as well. So myself and Guy Whittingham. So. Yeah, keep an eye on us on, on Twitter. We'll keep you up to date and yeah, get the radio on two o'clock Saturday afternoon. Brilliant. Thank you again for coming on, mate. No worries, no problem. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.